Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who can help you in an important part of your life. How about your relationships, your business, your health and fitness, self-esteem, and how about just reaching out to help other women? That's so important. Helping other women has been my mission for my entire life. One of my favorite ways to do this is talking with smart, amazing women about their passion and their purpose. That's why I chose 19 of the most amazing women to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. It's available in your local bookstore, Barnes & Noble, or Amazon. Buy it for yourself or for the amazing women in your life who need inspiration to be leading women they deserve to be. Now today, I'm so pleased to welcome back my leading woman co-author who has a book coming out. She is Kristen Andrus. Her new book is called Be Good for Goodness Sake. Uh, She's a great friend, and this is such a great book. She is very talented in many things. She's been in corporate America. In 2003, she started her own consulting business and has allowed her to follow her journey of self-discovery. She's writing books. She continues to write books. She's meeting fascinating, exciting people. She's exploring the world and takes her imagination with her. And that's what she does with this book. I'm so excited to hear more about it myself because it's just now available on Amazon. So I'm very pleased to welcome back my good friend, Kristen Andrews, to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women, And Kristen, that's exactly who you are, smart and amazing, and I'm so excited about your book, Be Good for Goodness Sake. Welcome back. Kristen, thank you for being with me. Well, thank you for having me on again, Nancy. It's always a pleasure. Oh, this is exciting. You've done a lot of different things in your professional career, but you know what? This book is so timely. I I know we've talked about this several times, but the fact is that we need some good things in the world right now. I, I think all of us are looking for a better foundation, better relationship, just better care of you know people that we know. I guess I could think back even when I was a lot younger was that the smaller neighborhoods, people took care of each other, they, they knew each other, right. they were connected with each other, and that seems to be going away. It does. You know, I, I'm fortunate in that regard because I grew up in a small town. And that hasn't gone away in my small town. I grew up in Pittsfield, Illinois, and I I still love the place. I I left when I was about 17, and I go back to visit my mom, who still lives there, you know, once a quarter every three months. And when my mom, who's now age 77, needs something, all I have to do is make a phone call. And I could have troops on her doorstep. You know, so that aspect of goodness is, is still, it was instilled in me when I was very young, And it perpetuates through witnessing people that are just willing to take a stand for others and to reach out and do good. And I think that's why the concept of be good to, you know, be good for goodness sake actually came to me uh, is it's time, as you've mentioned, uh, it's time and timely to wake people back to what is possible in the world that we choose to create for ourselves and for others. No, I I agree with that because Grew up in a very busy place. I grew up in Washington D.C., and then uh, I, I don't even know where everybody is since then because it's because we, in some respects, we've become such a mobile society that people just kind of lose track of each other. But you know, in the small town that I lived in before I came to California, yeah, there's people there I can go back and connect with. But 
you know, one of the things that that I forgot to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back, but a lot of people want to know how you became who you are. I know uh, we've talked lots mm-hmm. and lots, but how did Kristen become who she is today, and what made you want to write this write this book at this point in your life? But tell us just a little bit about you, and then why this book. I think when we go to school and we're we're younger and we're trying to figure out where what is our journey in the world, we think it's going to be idyllic. We think that there's a stopping point, and there's not. As we well know, the things of life that are going to happen are going to change the trajectory of our lives and how we show up in it, how um, experienced we are in managing our own emotions, our own perceptions of others. And I, I suppose because I'm an avid reader, I grew up on a literally in a library on a beanbag chair with a book in my hands. Um, I was I was transported to all these different places and emotions and people and just experienced something that was not even happening in reality, but it was happening in my imagination. And I love words and I love people. So I started to write when I was very young. I was probably six when I was beginning to fill. Remember the old spiral notebooks we used to use um, before we had iPads and computers and phones. Um, I filled those with stories of, you know, cowboys and horses, and I know you and I share a love of horses, and I wanted to just be on an adventure of my own. And for whatever those gifts came to me, I was anointed with the ability to put stories together, and I I have just an enormous love of writing. It started as a hobby, and now it's starting to become my what's next. You know, I, I... came from a, a divorced family and had a lot of different types of experiences that helped me have empathy and compassion for people. And I very quickly did leave my, my hometown and went off to ex- experience the world, explore a little bit, and worked for a corporation for about 10 years, got to travel quite a bit and see different sorts of cultures and creeds and races and belief systems And it woke me up to an understanding that we have so many similarities, even if we might look and believe differently. And what we have in in our similarity is as important as what is in our difference. Our difference is what what has made America what it is, and I I think the world. So the reason why I wrote Be Good for Goodness Sake is because I think it's important that we truly see each other. There are a lot of people in the world that want to be seen, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I think we have to really see each other, and that means beyond the facade of what our exterior is, you know, whether that is posturing or whether it's somebody that's a little overweight or it's somebody that's not dressed as, as you might dress, that kind of thing. There's always a story. There's always a story in, in the behaviors and the attitude and the perceptions of the people that we might walk side by side with and not understand because we don't see them. So I think it's it's a choice to to understand how we can show up in the world in the sense of being and in the sense of doing. So I guess what's made all of that in me come to fruition, Nancy, with your question, is I have a love of other people's stories and also telling those that come to my imagination, whether it's through some sort of vessel or anointment or it's just, wow, I have to get that out. Uh, I think it's something that needs to be heard or it's just plain old therapy for me. Um, so, you know, whether it's writing with a pen or being at my laptop or just making up stories in my mind and committing them to voice, um, that's just always been my passion since I was a little girl, and that's what's going to be my future. Yeah, but what a wonderful uh, history that you have, though, and, and 
our stories really are so very, very important. And when we share them with each other about what our stories are, whether about ourselves or just the stories in our mind, it connects us. It brings us together. And that's, yeah. that, that is truly the value. And, and, I, and I want to make sure in my own life that that continues to happen. You know, I'm out speaking to people, and we, we talk about stories. And, and I think people really relate to that. When you say, tell me your story, tell me who you yeah. are. Let's let's find out what we have in common. Let's see how we match up as far as, you know, how we are alike. Sure, our differences can also bring us together because, again, that's the exciting part is that we, we gain pieces of ourselves through the differences of others and the differences of ourselves as well. So, I mean, that's the uniqueness. But uh, you've been out there doing lots of different things. And I, I first met you, we talked about your first book, which is Imagine Being in a Life You Love. And... That, that's what that's what you're doing, Kristen. As far as I'm concerned, you've always been, uh, in, you've always been creating the life that you love, and and that's not always true for everyone, is it? No, it's it's not, you know, and and it, I think it stems from belief in self, and that's the gift that you can give yourself. I mean, if you want to talk about what is the epitome of goodness, I, I think it's really understanding how you choose to pursue what it is that you love and not have that fear because there's an understanding in that goodness that other people are going to support you. It's kind of like step out on that ledge and, and see if you can fly. You usually can. And if you, if you don't, and there are many times Nancy and I have not, you know, everybody has mistakes and failures in their lives. So, you know, sort of the irony of, of writing a book called be good for goodness sake is I was a naughty kid. I, you know, I got, I got in a little trouble now and again, um, I had a lot of fun doing it. But it, it made me a better person because not, you know, life doesn't go in a straight line, no. as I mentioned before. So I think for, for people to really understand how to pursue what it is that they are going to find in contentment and happiness and contribution, I think it's, it's an inquiry that you have to be in. You know, goodness doesn't have only one name, face, or experience. I think it, it's an inquiry. It's a thought process. It's how do you want to take time to really say, how is this working for me? And if it's yeah. not working for me, what can I do about it and who can help me with it? I love the term, and you've heard you say this several times. It's kind of how a person chooses to show up, and it is a choice. And I, I don't know that a lot of people really stop and think about it, but everything that we do is a choice. It's how we choose to show up. It's how we choose to be. And and I guess that's that goes back to the ultimate responsibility that we have for ourselves and how we do choose to show up. Um, one other thing, and I, I want to plug this, of course, is that you are one of my leading women. And uh, yeah. of course, that is, to me, probably just the richness and the development of a, a true friendship with one another because, again, uh, being one of the leading women was based on choosing 20 women, including myself, who really fit a model and how they showed up as far as wanting to help and support other women and and to change the world for good. And I think that's the the extreme value that I think women in general, we're looking for that community and that sisterhood. And, you know, I will always think of you that way as far as, you know, the way you've come into my life and been one of my leading women as far as showing me some some wonderful possibilities and wonderful things about this world. And I think that's what we all need right now. We need people in our lives that that help and continue to show us the goodness and the great things that are going on in our lives instead of dwelling on the things that aren't. And I think that's how, how you live, and I, that's who you yeah. are. 
Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of Leading Women and also for your leadership in bringing together that amazing collective of women who contributed to the book. Uh, that's an, it's, it's an honor. And it's, uh, it's, it's something that I think about very often is when you come from, you know, a, maybe a, it's not necessarily a small town background, but just a sense of what is my self-image and am I good enough and how do I feel about myself? And then you say, okay, well, I'll, I'll step out on faith here for a minute. And then I'll see who's going to let me fall back and who's going to catch me. And just to be a part of that, coming from that place of I'm not so sure I am good enough to understanding that, well, let me try to be. And then now feeling like, heck, yeah, I am. You know, and that's what I want every little girl in the world to be able to say. You know, is I am fine just as I am. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's what I think is the perpetuation of the empowerment of women and, and what you do through Women Connect for Good and also the embodiment of, of leading women in the content that all the ladies wrote. And that's what I think we have an opportunity to do is let's not criticize each other. Let's lift each other. And I know it's said a lot, but I think if there's a, a new level of awareness and consciousness around it that doesn't say this is right and this is wrong, because around the concept of goodness, there's not really right and wrong. You, you know goodness when you see it. And sometimes good for one person is not as good for another person, and that's okay too. It's a matter of humanity saying, can't we just all get along? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then beyond that, can we do something really good for one another? And that good can simply be, I see you, and you're fine. Yeah, sometimes I'm concerned people become so self-absorbed. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're, living in, we're also living in a world where people are not connecting because, we've, you know, we've got the Internet, we've got texting now, we've got uh, online shopping. Uh, I, I, know, um, <laughs> I know some people that, that do a lot of online shopping, and, of course, now with Amazon Prime, a lot of people don't have to leave their homes. I mean, they're not having to go to the bank. They're not having to go to the grocery store. I mean, groceries can be delivered. Everything can come to your front door. And I think I'm concerned about that because I I don't know that there – I think we're developing a, a generation of people, of, of men and women, who are so used to connecting at that level but and, and in some ways believe that there's some intimacy there. So – and I think that's what we, we've got to continue to work on as human beings is to remain connected and continue to work on that intimacy because we all need it. We're starving for it, you know, that human yeah. connection and that human touch. And just, just uh, again, as you said, that I'm okay, but that affirmation and, and is that when we're around others and they, and they learn and know who we are and, and accept us and encourage us, you know, I, I think especially mm-hmm. for women, uh, I don't think I would be uh, in in the career I am and, and where I am in my own profession if it hadn't been for other women uh, and people in my life that had supported me and given me feedback that said, "Hey, you're doing a great job. Go for it." Keep right. So, right. I yeah, I think I think you're onto something there for sure. That there's an accountability when you're you are face to face with a person. You know, looking them in the eye, shaking their hands, spending time together, having a meal. Uh, and as a person that works from home, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to do that. I get to get up and wear my PJs and, and have a ponytail on my head some days um, if I'm not on a, a Skype or a Zoom or a Bing call or Google Hangout. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't want to scare anybody. Um, but I, I can, as a writer, too, I can become very reclusive. 
because my conversations are within characters. My conversations are, you know, within imagination. And sometimes that makes me not want to leave my house. But what happens as a part of my business when I do my consulting and strategy and marketing, I'm on the phone a lot. And I can go deep in connections on the phone. That's actually how you and I started, Nancy. We met when you interviewed me for Imagine Being, and then we stayed on the line afterward and probably talked for 30 or 45 minutes. And I knew your heart so fast, and I think you knew mine. And I think that's that, it's that transparency that we have to be willing to have and, and to be very open and not, not posture and to say, you know, this is what's working for me in my life. This is what isn't working for me. This is where I need help. And then say, what can I do for you? You know, so that's that quickness of, of relationship that if, in fact, you know, we're, we're on different sides of, of the United States or different continents even, we can still use our voices and, and our faces to connect. But there's nothing better than a handshake and a hug. Yeah, being inclusive. I love that word, being inclusive, but also being vulnerable. And I think that's something that yeah. women are beginning to understand is, Showing up and and showing up with the feminine, leading with the feminine. I think that's the exciting thing, but you've always depicted that. Well, okay, so let's talk a little bit about this book because um, it's going to be coming out and it's going to be available to the public. Uh, What's the date on that again? It'll come out. It's actually going to be available on Amazon probably, um, well, October 25th is the official launch date, but it will be available when this airs. All right. Well, I'm, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. All right. So what do you hope Be Good for Goodness Sakes does for the world? What I hope will happen is that people will really understand how good begets good and that that demonstration of being good to one another has uh, it has a, a ripple effect. It has a ripple effect in terms of how you interface with your family, your community, um, your faith, your business, uh, and most specifically yourself. So just a raising of that consciousness that we are going to see somebody that's misbehaving on occasion and we're not really going to know why, and that's okay, but why pass judgment and be angry or hateful and pass that along when you can just say, okay, I'm going to accept that that is what is. Now, in some cases, you're going to want to do something about that because it will be the right thing to do. And being able to discern that difference, I think, is really important. So be good for goodness sake. I want people to really see in themselves the characters that have been written. It's an allegory. It's only 58 pages long, so it won't take you very long to read it. Um, Most people that I've had tested out actually read it from cover to cover. And when you see yourselves in the characters, whether it's Ray, who's the elder, or it's the host at the B&B where it's set. It's, it's set in a place called Cadence. I don't give it a state or anything like that because I want your imagination to do the work. And when you see yourself in the powerful woman who's um, not nice to other people or the young man who's trying to figure out how do I, how do I survive in a world that I've just come back to from, from you know, being a, a service person, a, a veteran, a military person, or... Uh, or the weeping willow. There's a weeping willow tree in it, and he is the sage. That's the person who sees all of the people and kind of sums up at the end of each chapter what is their story. But the whole point of it is that the book will actually, the reader will actually tell the story of the book. Because I, it, when I wrote it, I wrote it in a weekend, Nancy. I wrote it very fast. Uh, because it just came so quickly when I decided to take a different direction with it than specific nonfiction. 
um, the allegory and the story just floated. Yeah. And, and that's what I want people to do is just be able to say, before I choose this behavior of criticism or judgment or assumption, assumptions are a really good, good one, let me just think about it a minute or just say, okay, that's yours, that's not mine, or that's mine and let me be a service to you. You know, so I think it's more of, of uh, the word movement I think is used a little bit too often, but I think it's more of a let's, let's just lift each other and get back to what we can do to be good in the world instead of paying attention to, you know, so much that's communicated in the media and otherwise that's not so good. Well, we've talked about having a good news channel, <laughs> a good news yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it definitely have gotten to the point, especially, you know, not watching the news, but just looking for something that makes me feel good, you know, that makes mm-hmm. me makes me hopeful. And, and I, I think, again, I think this book is, is also about hope, hope for the future and hope, yeah. for, hope for the best. I mean, and, and I, I personally believe that we're, we're all responsible for this world, you know, I'm the statue of responsibility, but I, I truly believe that. If anyone suffers, we all suffer. And, and it's also, you know, the one thing <clears throat> I really enjoyed about when I went to Africa was that no matter how poor a person was, how poor they were, but if something good happened to them, the whole community reveled in that. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. so that's so unique and, and wonderful when, like, for example, when you're successful and things are good happen in your life, then I can revel in that, and I can say, fantastic, that's so wonderful. And I think that's where we need to also be, is that we really support and encourage, and we we find joy in other other people's success and happiness. I do, too. You know I was in Bangladesh, and I had such a unique experience there. And, you know, the the people there sometimes live, families live on it less than a dollar a day, but they'll, they'll smile and they'll show up happy. And I got to spend a little bit of time on a beach with some kids. And um, the, the person that I was traveling with actually taught them how to yodel. And we happened to have a book with us. They'd never seen a book. You know, so sometimes it's the little things that, that we, we take for granted in, a, in a, an environment that's really very fortunate. Um, anytime I leave the United States and come back to the United States, I, I, I'm happy to have had the experience and to see different people, places, and things. Um, but I, I still, when I get back, want to kiss the ground. I have a great pride in this country. And even though we have so much that is in the press right now, and we're obviously dealing with the political arena, I still think that there's so much goodness. And I wish, I, let's do start that goodness channel, because that is always what I thought needed to be highlighted. Is I think the more you share about goodness, the more that ripple effect happens. And the more people say, I'm not going to be upset with a circumstance that I can change. First of all, I'm going to be, be able to identify the fact that I can change it. And then secondly, I'm going to know the process to do it. And third, I'm going to know who can help me because I don't have to go at it alone. You know, so I, I think the, the epitome of goodness is, is seeing you for you um, and seeing others for who they are, you know, and then meeting people where they are and bringing them to where they need to be. I think when we really do learn about another person, we really do get to know them. Uh, you know, you always you're always attracted to a person after you get to know them. I mean, there's so many things that you start to, uh, you know, when we when we connect, it's like uh, there's so many commonalities, and there that's that's where we ga- gain our strength and our 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 power from from others when we we truly connect at that level. So, well, you know, this is a great book. Uh, as I said, it's timely. I, I can't wait to see it hit the New York bestseller just because it's 
It's so important. <laughs> we we need it right now. It's so important. So okay. So all right. So be good for goodness' sake is a, is again a book for us to reflect on. But again, how we fit into it in our own lives and how we show up in in it in our own lives is so very important. So anything that you'd like to offer as far as when people do pick up this book, how you hope it will yeah. bring them joy and happiness. Yes, I love this story, and I love how it's segmented with the characters and the weeping willow and the host, and um, even the table at which they come together to have, you know, to break to break bread. But my my hope is that as the reader reads it and tells the story, that it's the story that they want to tell because it's what they're going to see. That by the time they come to the conclusion, there's this internal feeling of just pure love, you know, which is possible for us, you know, to accept and love one another. Um, there are some surprises in, in those 58 pages where the natural person that reads it is, is going to make some assumptions about who these characters are, and then they're, they're going to be like, oh, didn't see that coming. Yeah. You know, so that, that's the fun element, too. And the beauty of it is also the, the cover of the book. And as soon as people see the cover of the book, you'll be transported to a place where, like, I want to spend time in that tranquil place. And that tranquil place is a, it's a physical represent, representation of what happens on the internal when you choose goodness and you understand the peacefulness and, and the joy that comes from it. So that's what I want for others is to really, as you, you've used the word connect, I think that that's incredibly important. And then that connection not only happens with others but within you. And as it says on your, the back of your book here, it says, now is your time to reflect on your own story. And I think, yeah. you know, and I, and I think – People need to understand that each day is an, it can be a new chapter. Each every day yeah. is an opportunity to to really show up the way you choose to, and and I th- I think overall everyone really does want to do the good the right thing the good thing in their lives, and uh, when they when the day their days are done you know for me especially when my days are done I want people to say just a couple things about me you know. Uh, she she was a good person would be a wonderful thing to hear that she, mm-hmm. she did what she could to make the world a better place. Uh, but you know, her story, whatever you know, I want those kinds of things to be said about me when I'm gone. And my children are reflecting on me, and my grandchildren and my great grandchildren are saying, "Yeah, she was a good person. She was a kind person. She she was a loving person. She was a person that you could." Uh, trust and you could talk to and you could um, have a relationship with. You know, these are, these are I think, such valuable things because when, when it really boils down to it, all we do have is relationships with each other. That's all it, all it really is, whether right. it's your business or your community or with your, with your family and your friends. It's just about yeah. healthy, healthy, good relationships. Right. You know? And I have no doubt that when that time comes for you, you will have people in droves you know, that are, are saying all of those wonderful things about you so well-deserved and obviously earned. And what I would encourage, too, is let's say those things to each other while we're still here. That's a good You know, point. let's... let's... <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot better. <laughs> oh, and, and so it makes it light. When you give someone, like, I, there's, I go to my, my grocery store down the way, and I try to get into the line where there's a little girl named Chloe. And she just makes me happy, you know. So I'm always, and she always asks about, um, you know, just, oh, do you have a dog? Because, you know, every so often I'll, I'll get Lucy a treat. And, uh, um, but I, 
I always compliment her and say, you're so good at this. You're so quick. Oh, wow, you put everything in the right bag. I mean, simple things. Nobody else even looks them in the eye. Well, not nobody yeah. else. But yeah. let's just make a point of actually, that's what I mean by seeing each other. You know, there's someone, that, there's, if there's a, a person walking past you, why not make eye contact and give them a smile? Um, or just, you know, strike a simple conversation or compliment a purse or, um, hey, cool, cool flip-flops. I mean, whatever it looks like yeah. for you. Um, and then for the people that are closest to it, I just, for example, I, I have a, a good friend out here who just turned 79. And she, she had a birthday recently that was her 79th birthday, and I wrote her a letter. I just wrote her a three-page letter and said, this is what I see in you. Yeah. And, you know, very much touched and moved her. And it was, it's such an easy thing to do, even if it's a few sentences that you say aloud um, or record, but just, you know, paying attention to the, to the present moment of being able to say, um, I care about you. And yeah. that, that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just telling someone that they make a difference, you know, they're in your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the challenge for everyone today who's listening is just to go out, smile at somebody ask, and, 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 just ask how they are, what's going on. Just have a conversation. I, I know when I, I do that myself, it's 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 amazing. I feel good. The, the other person feels good, and then we, I walk away feeling better. Because I think that's, you know, I mean, when you, when I go through the cashier line, you know, and whether it's Target or whatever the grocery store, and you just strike up a small conversation. I think sometimes there's almost a a, a, a kind of a a surprise look on people's faces, and I and I want that. Yeah. To, I want that to end. I want people to just, you know, when when I say how are you, it means really how are you. I'm 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 wanting to know you. I'm just for this right. time in my life is that we connect at this level, and and I, and I, and you make a difference, and I care. So, uh, it's, yeah. it's such a simple thing that we can do for each other, but it sure makes a huge difference every single day mm-hmm. we do this. But. Uh, well, I want to congratulate you on another important work and, and something that, that will really help so many people change their world, open their own worlds to their own good stories, and, and to be good for goodness sake is a, is a great way to do this. So, um, Thank you. I know we'll be talking talking many, many, many more times, but uh, like I said, whatever, whatever Women Connect for Good can do and whatever we can do to support the, the, your efforts, and, and I think that, again, is the most important thing is that we do, we ask one another how we can help each other. How can I help you? And, and it's amazing right. how the world can change if we just ask that simple question, how can I help you? So you keep, you keep telling me how I can help you, Kristen, and, and we'll just keep moving forward. And, uh, again, you're, you're a wonderful, delightful uh, person. You're a spiritual person. You have great goodness within you. And this book is just to share some of that and to help people to understand they have it in themselves as well. Well, thank you, Nancy. And you've made my day, and now we get to make the days of hopefully many, many more people together. I'm looking forward to every minute with you. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll be talking soon. You have a great day, and give Lucy a big hug for me, okay? I will. You too. Thanks, Nancy. I'll talk to you. Okay. Bye-bye.